Hi, this is Niao Niao. Welcome to the second season of Old Wisdom, New Insights. In the previous show, I introduced Bao Zheng, a cultural symbol of just and fairness, and a well-known honorific figure, much portrayed in Chinese folklore and literary works. His name became synonyms with the number one detective and judge, and he has become a symbol of a challenger of authority in the Chinese-speaking world. According to these stories, Bao Zheng was this tall man with dark skin tone and a white crescent-shaped birthmark on his forehead. Hang on, I hate to interrupt, but I believe you are talking about me, and some things are not quite accurate here. For example, perhaps it's hard for you to tell since I look a bit transparent now. But I was a fair-skinned, scholarly person when I was alive, not as dark-toned as portrayed in those operas, TV dramas, or movies. It's you, Mr. Baojong. Hello. This is spectacular. So great to meet you. I have a whole myriad of questions. But first, would you please introduce yourself to our podcast listeners out there? Uh, certainly. Hey, guys. This is Baojong talking. I lived around 1,000 years ago in the Northern Song Dynasty. I used to work in the government and shouldered different responsibilities. But no matter what you heard about me, I do not have a magical crescent-shaped mark on my forehead. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Baojong. Before you arrived in my studio, I was trying to paint a mental picture of the fictional figure Bao Qingtian. Yet, since you're here, it'll be such a waste if we don't learn about who you really were in history. For instance, according to historical records of your hometown, you had simple but elegant looks and grew a white beard. That I can confirm. There was no such gossip about my skin color or the make-believe moon-like mark back then. What happened?、Uh, don't take me wrong. All these quote-unquote rumors came about with the best intentions. In Chinese folklore and the literary works, writers changed your skin tone to the super dark shade to emphasize your mighty personality. They also imprinted on your forehead a crescent moon representing your righteous and upright character. We heard that you were in total trust by your emperor, so much so that he even granted you the license to kill. He also gave you an imperial sword, allowing you to execute convicted criminals without due judicial process. Was that true? Of course not. That never happened. Really, in this case, I would assume the three famous beheading knives from the emperor to execute criminals didn't really exist. You know, the one decorated with a dog's head for commoners, one with a tiger's head for government officials, and the one with a dragon's head for nobles. Were these all fabricated too? One hundred percent fictional, dear. Aw, I'm disappointed. As a matter of fact, I would guarantee you that executing someone back in the Song Dynasty was anything but easy. The laws were relatively sound, and the system, even down to the details like memorializing death penalty cases, was greatly improved. I am intrigued. How so? The magistrates would put forward their opinions and report them to the higher-level court for approval, 
and a unanimous decision from every level of officials is required to sentence someone to death. It took about one and a half years for the entire set of procedures to be completed. In addition to stricter laws, we also had a rather tolerant attitude towards the death penalty. We believed in second chances. I'd like to consider this a manifestation of the implementation of benevolent governance and ruling stability in my time, the Northern Song Dynasty. Wow, I see that you're a strong believer of the country's legal system. Someone who'd refuse to carry out punishment without the due process of law, which, by the way, was praised as procedural justice in my time. Procedural justice. I like this term. And yes, from the bottom of my heart, I believe in the rule of law. Ah, that's why you said 法令既行，纪律自正，则无不治之国，无不化之民。Right? Yes. When the law is effective and discipline enforced, the nation is under good governance and people's support is won. I'm surprised you know this, but how much do you understand? Can you elaborate on it? I am honored. 法令既行，纪律自正，则无不治之国，无不化之民。When the law is effective and discipline enforced, the nation is under good governance and people's support is won. 法令 means law and order. 行 means be effective. 纪律 means discipline. Here it refers to social conduct as well. 正 in this verse suggests proper. 法令既行，纪律自正 actually means as long as the laws and orders are in place and are enforced, the social climate would be positive. 则无不治之国，无不化之民。则 means then. 无 means no. 不治之国 means a nation that can't be properly governed. 不化之民 basically means unreasonable and uncivilized people. Together, 法令既行，纪律自正，则无不治之国，无不化之民 means that as long as a country has a suitable and sustainable legal system in place, then everything else, including a good social atmosphere, effective national governance, as well as the support of the people, would all follow suit. Great work. I myself could not have explained it better. Oh, thank you. You're too kind. I only learned this because our president Xi Jinping quoted the saying of yours when he was talking about the rule of law for the Communist Party of China. He stressed that strict discipline guarantees the party's march from victory to victory, and he reiterated the significance of governing the party with strict discipline. Well said. Strict discipline and anti-corruption are both quite crucial for a party, a government, and a country. Well, to people in my time, you are famous for your uncompromising stance against corruption among government officials. As I recall, you impeached a member within the imperial family, didn't you? I did. As a matter of fact, I had Zhang Yaozhu, uncle of the high-ranked imperial concubine. Impeached seven times. He had no talent, and appointing him to a higher position was sheer nepotism. 
seven times. You know, if you live here in my time, that would not happen. As long as you have a solid case for the impeachment, it takes only one try to solve the problem. That sounds much better. <laughs> Nevertheless, what you did was truly admirable. Also, you've had dozens of officials demoted or dismissed for corruption, bribery, or negligence of duty. You were a fighter against all the unhealthy tendencies in your government. It was the bottom line for me. What is the attitude towards corruption in your time? Well, in today's world, our government made it clear that no exceptions will be made when it comes to the rule of law. Cases will be investigated completely, and no leniency will be granted to those found guilty, no matter who is involved. I think these are utterly in line with your beliefs, or in today's words, power should be exercised within the cage of regulations. 要把权力关进制度的笼子里 Glad to hear that. You know, on my deathbed, instead of creating a legendary lake with my bogus birthmark, <laughs> what I really did was I left a warning for my family. A warning about what? Any of my descendants who commits bribery as an official shall not be allowed to go back home, nor to be buried in a family burial site. He who shares not my values is not my descendant. Though it sounds not as exciting as being the legendary detective who solves judges' sentences cases and even executes criminals, what you did were truly beneficial to the people of your times and to future generations. Believe it or not, I admire you even more. Thank you. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of this episode of Old Wisdom, New Insights. Special thanks to Mr. Bao Zheng for joining us in the studio. This is Niu Niu. If you like the show, subscribe wherever you find us. If you have any questions or feedback, please get in touch by email at podcast at cri dot com dot cn, or you can interact with me on my Facebook page, Niu Niu Chinese. Thanks for your company, and see you next time on Old Wisdom, New Insights. Thank、you